podcast. We've been talking for ages. Probably should have just recorded the whole thing. I'm sure that's what people wanted to hear. Like, what football chat? Yeah, the last half hour was football chat. The first half might have been recordable, you know, us talking about franchises and Disney and all this other stuff. Um, But yeah. There we go. Right, what we're talking about today, dude? Well, we're talking about um, a seemingly an impending writer strike uh, that could take place from May onwards and how that will affect specifically, obviously, Hollywood in general, but Disney um, and Disney's content shift, specifically for Disney Plus. Um, we'll start off with with the writer strike, I think. Um, uh, there's a writer strike that's from everybody I've talked to. Um, sources like close to the Manhattan Beach side of things. Um, they've all felt like it's the, the word being used is inevitable. Um, from the people I've spoken to, and like you can go online and read about this writer strike that's supposedly incoming. And yeah, uh, obviously the industry has changed massively since the last writer strike, which was in 2007, 2008. Um, you know since then the world has changed massively in the entertainment business uh with streaming um and like all the how how tv shows are being written these days how tv has changed over the course of those over 10 years um and they're not getting paid their dues and like personally i think the writer strike is warranted given you know the evidence if you look at something like hbo which is you know they've been removing uh, content from their service which apparently was in an effort to like not pay royalties to writers and producers and directors and stars attached to that those those things um if a writer strike happens then um it's the writers guild of america specifically so and the, most of the people who write star wars for example are tied to that like dave filoni john favreau they are tied to that so if they're writing a fourth season of The Mandalorian, for example, work has to stop. They can't work on it. Even if the, the story's already written, when you're on set doing a show or a movie, there's always there's usually an on-set writer. That can't happen. They can't do rewrites. They can't help writing on set. None of that. Um, and in a weird way, uh, I think Disney have sort of prep for it but without saying that they've prepped for it um you know it was just a couple of weeks ago that bob Iger um came out and said that disney were going to lead into their franchises more at the time he announced sequels to frozen and toy story and zootopia um you know franchises that already made billions for them um and yeah he said on disney plus they'd lean into star wars marvel pixar um and so on <clears throat> and it was just a couple of days after he said that that kevin feige came out and said that their strategy has changed now for disney plus um in regards to the marvel series he said that they're going to be spread out more um given each series and each movie t- their own time to shine in the zeitgeist i think that was his actual like words um and that there'll be less series being put out in general um which is obviously a bit of a contradiction to what Bob Iger had said, like just mere days before. Um, following that, I think there was earlier this week or towards the end of last week, um, some of the trades were reporting 
about Disney's content shift and mentioned that, yeah, there's obviously the cutting costs on productions and uh, it seems to be a quality over quantity mentality now um, in what they make. Um, I would not expect to see a National Treasure Season 2, for example. Um, but in that article, they were mentioning that Marvel specifically was supposed to have five TV shows come out this year. Secret Invasion, a second season of Loki, uh, Echo, Ironheart, and Agatha. Uh, apparently, they are only now going to release two series this year in Secret Invasion and Loki. Um, and Echo and Ironheart, they're done. They've been done since last year. Um, and then on Star Wars aside, Star Wars is still planning to release three shows this year. Mando, which is next week. Um, Ahsoka, which is in the fall. And then a skeleton crew later in the year. Um, which means Marvel have three shows ready for next year. Star Wars have two. I feel like this content shift for Disney Plus may, may be a little bit of a response to this impending writer strike. And I think it's, if that is the case, I think it is actually pretty smart on their part to to spread out this content. But it's definitely a change in shift from the, the, the Disney Plus we've known over the last two years. Um, where like, we would get shows like um, Obi-Wan running at the same time as Miss Marvel. Um, She-Hulk running at the same time as Andor. It seems like we're going away from that now and it's, it's going to be swapping between them and really drip reading their content. Um, I just kind of wonder what like your take on all this is, Pev, with how they're changing like their releases. Like how how big of a shift they've made now, specifically with the Marvel stuff. Easily the the most appealing thing for Disney Plus, right? Like how many Marvel shows they get is Marvel is arguably their biggest money maker at Disney at this point, you know, with given how many movies and shows and merchandise they make a year. Um yeah. Like what do you think about it? Go from planned five shows this year to two. Um so I I think it's I, I on the whole I think it's a good thing for Marvel to be doing that. Um mm -hmm. I think uh, people were worried there was Marvel fatigue when there was like two films coming out a year. So I think yeah. for them to be reducing how much they're putting out is overall a good thing. Um, so from Kevin Feige's point of view, um, I see why he's doing that because I'm sure he sort of, he's a smart man. He's probably starting to see a little bit of the shift in the mentality of the Marvel stuff. Um, it's proper weird. Uh, and also, I, I don't know if we said it on here or if I just said it to you, um, but the Bob Iger stuff he said about what they were doing and where they were going and the sequels they were going to make, etc., felt like he like probably made that up on the spot <laughs> <laughs> yeah um just while he was in there um because it felt that ridiculous and this kind of like adds credence to my theory um mm -hmm. because it's just like it's just not joined up thinking at all um and this happens a worrying amount with disney and their subsidiaries um you get different messages from everyone i'm reminded of kathleen kennedy saying that taika watisi's film was coming out this year um <laughs> it's just it's just bizarre it's just it's that's bizarre like the the mix of stuff is odd um 
I don't know if it is planned in conjunction with the union, the potential strike. Um, I think that would require some extreme long-term thinking on Disney's part. And uh, I don't know if they're capable of that at the moment. <laughs> well, even and if they didn't like actually prepare for it, they are the most prepared for it in terms of a streaming service by like doing this content shift, right? Of course, yeah. I think that's more happy coincidence because I well, I don't think they, I don't think they'll want more bad publicity in this way because they, the, one of the re apparently, one of the reasons. Chapek lost his job was his how he dealt with the whole ScarJo thing. So I, I mm -hmm. don't know if they'll be looking for bad press in that regard. But um, yeah, it's yeah, it's bizarre. Like uh, I don't know, man. It's um, yeah, they're easily the most prepared for it. I well, I think we're probably just gonna if this writer strike. But firstly, it's like. It's just annoying that these companies are just out to... Like, we've consistently said, and it's something that we both agree, that writing is, I think, the most important... I mean, the writer is the most important job. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, like, in anything. Um, I think if you have a good story, then basically everything else can be excused. Um, so I just think it's, I think it's just... I think it's rubbish that it's crappy, to be honest, that they're being conned out of money. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. You know? It's, yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, like I said, the, the, it's definitely warranted. They should... There is a grace period. There's, I think there's two weeks grace period where like they could do negotiations and strike a deal, but it feels as if the strike is going to happen. And it should happen, given the conditions and how the world has changed, how media has changed since the last contract for New York was in 2008 um the industry has changed massively since then um but yeah I, I'm, I'm all for it I'm in support of it it'll affect us as like consumers like like I said like Disney is a is a by doing this content shift um for their streaming service they're, they're seemingly the most prepared for it intentionally or not um but you look like at, at, a, at a streaming service like Paramount Plus that relies heavily on Taylor Sheridan. Um, he seemingly carries that network on his shoulders. Mm -hmm. um, if he's part of the Writers Guild of America, and I don't know if he is, but I assume he is, if he has to stop work for... The longest writer strike went on for five months. So if he has to stop work for five months, then what happens to something like Paramount Plus? You know, he writes obviously Yellowstone, which is their biggest... Uh, it's their biggest show um but also the spin-offs and the other shows he writes in general for them are all massively successful um what happens to those like for example he's writing yellowstone season five part two currently and it's supposed to film next month if that was the case say this was just a couple of months later then if it lasts five months you you might not see any content on Paramount for like quite some time, like next year, like obviously the things in the, the in the bag, but there'd be there'd be a drought at some point, just because of how you know reliant they are on him. For example, I'm sure other places like, leaves at Disney, they they'll be prepped for it in one way or another. HBO will have stuff ready to go as well. Like for example, like it's not the same thing, but 
the weekend show with Sam Levinson. That's been done since last year, and it's just waiting to come out. Um, like they have content that's just done, like such as Love and Death as well with uh, Elizabeth Olsen. Olsen couldn't speak then. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. I I do wonder the effects it'll have if this race like happens. The effects it'll have on streaming services, which is the mm-hmm. thing we all use day to day now. It'll obviously impact movies, like obviously the ones you think of when you think of the last strike was you mentioned Quantum of Solace and hmm. uh, Iconic. <laughs> yeah, there's also then Transformers Revenge of the Fallen. Um the worst of the Transformers movies, which is, is that the third one? Second. Second one. Uh, the yeah. third one was bad, man. Third one was bad as well. Um <laughs> all of them were bad except for Bumblebee, to be fair. Um But yeah, so obviously that'll affect movies, so um, Harold, baby. Fantastic writer, Joby Harold. Um, he did do Bumblebee, not... right? Did he? Did he have something to do with that? I don't know. Have I, thought... I have I made that up? I think you made that up. Joby Harold did not do Bumblebee. <laughs> that was the guy who did Kubo and the Two Strings, right? Did Bumblebee? I don't know where I got that from. <laughs> Joby Harold, he the, the he's writing films. he's writing Transformers: Rise of the Beasts. Mm, yeah, and he did the story for the Flash. To be fair, many people did story for the Flash. <laughs> like, why did um, I think he did Bumblebee? That's so know. weird. Maybe it was the Transformers link. Maybe you knew before that he was doing Rise of the Beasts. Maybe you thought he was connected to that. <sighs> I'm an idiot. Anyway. But yeah, no, so, you know, it'll be interesting to see how it affects um, the streaming services. It'll affect the movies as well, of course. Like, um, like for example, Damon Lindelof's Star Wars movie is supposed to shoot this year, supposedly in the summer. If the writer's strike happens, it'll happen in May. Like, that will put a halt on that movie being put into production this summer. Because... Poor, poor <laughs> Yeah, so it's like, you know... They just can't catch a break. <laughs> but this is also why I wonder, like, why they keep saying... That, well, it was an article recently that said the Tiger's film is still in development. Is that why? You know? Like, they have things in the can just in case something happens? Um, I don't know. Like, but... Again, that could happen, though, right? Like, Dave, Damon Lindelof could start shooting Star Wars this summer. Strike happens... He's the writer on that movie. He's probably writing on set, doing rewrites, whatever. Um, that has to stop. He can't work on it. The production might have to come to a bit of a halt. Not so, fully, but still the second this, unit. So how's this? So say you've got like, so say you had someone like a writer. So Brian Johnson was making a film and he was the writer director. Mm-hmm. Um, he can still direct the movie. Yeah, but he, he couldn't write, write it. For it. Yeah, but how would how would they know? I assume they'd have a, a rep on set. Okay, I understand. Like, um, and yeah, like, it's also like another one is like Tony Gilroy is obviously currently uh, in production on Andor season two. He's part of the Writers Guild of America and um, he's the showrunner of, of that show. And as we know, on a TV show, showrunner is the most important role. So if that happens in May, Andor has three months left to film at that point. How is he supposed to run that production? You know, like, okay, this doesn't work. Like, so there's a scene that says Andor and Bix. Then a scene on camera, it's not working for Gilroy. So he changes it. He can't do that. 
He can't rewrite a scene. He has. He can't do anything. Um, even though the production isn't even in the states, it'll, it'll be taking place in the United Kingdom. He still can't do it. Um, and that goes for everything that's in production at the moment, if they're part of the Writers Guild. Um, so, I think it puts us in a really weird place, like as consumers. Um, well, this hasn't happened in the age of streaming, and we're used to having a lot, 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 lot more content than than I think when the last Writers Strike happened. So, yeah, certainly interesting. Um, um, ultimately, I hope these they just you know figure it was, out and they just pay, yeah. them, pay them what they deserve. Yeah, yeah. I hope that that grace period they supposedly have it gets sorted there. Um, but I'm not like entirely confident. And then the other rumor is is that uh, once the Writers Guild uh, go and get what they want and deserve, the Directors Guild then might follow suit. Um, so, well, like there's that. Um, but what do you think is, about this? Is how you get Daniel Craig writing stuff, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, what do you think about the Disney content shift now? Because the last time we spoke, I think it was at the time where I get said he was leading into franchises. It was at the time where he announced Toy Story 5 and whatnot. But what do you think of their plans now? Like, so shows that are already done, like Echo and Ironheart and whatnot, we won't see them until next year. Delaying three Marvel shows outside of this year to next year, which means shows that will go into production this year, like Daredevil and Wonder Man for Marvel, we won't see those now until 2025. Um, how do you view this? Like, do you think this is the right call for currently, for right now? Do you think that this is a sign of things to come with how Disney and Disney Plus is going to be operating? Um, because it seems to be, as Feige said, is like you know quality over quantity. Um, at least for Marvel. Well, it, you you just hope that if they're getting more time on the post-production, then they won't cheap out and force all the effects workers to flip in, have terrible burnout and do mm -hmm. bad effects. So, yeah. you know, it could be a, um, you know, could be a blessing in disguise. Yeah. I'm, all, I'm all for there being like slightly less and it being better, to be honest. What do you think about the content, like slowdown over, over like all though, not just on Marvel side, but it seems that, um, like Bob Iger said, he's going to lead into franchises on Disney Plus. Um, it's difficult, isn't it? Because I think, like, in England, like, half the content that we get is uh, Hulu content. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, uh, like, I'm not sure that's really going to change for us. Um, in terms of, like, pure new Disney Plus content, I don't consume loads of it, if I'm being honest. Um, that's what I'm saying. So, like Disney Plus content, there's not a ton of it in general, right? No. Like, for us, it is when we think of you know the FX and Hulu stuff. That's all in ours. But like, if you're like stateside, we just have pure Disney Plus. You know, like they've just gone a big gap with without a Star Wars and Marvel show, like live action, and all wrapped up in November. And the next thing that came out was Mando next week. They didn't have a Star Wars and Marvel show ready to go in between that. You know. Like, yeah, I, I just think, like, um, rightly or wrongly, they probably think they can retain a lot of their subscribers 
uh, just from the back catalogue of films and stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, people will happily just... I mean, I know for me, it's like Disney Plus isn't, like, getting... It's like, there's not an option to cancel Disney Plus. Just because of, one, the Disney back catalogue, but you've also got all the Star Wars films and all the Marvel films and all the Pixar mm -hmm. films. Like, it's a big deal for a lot of people. Um, just their sheer back catalogue will keep people there. I think that's what they're betting on anyway. Um, I don't mind a slowdown in content because I think a lot of the content they've been putting out has been pretty substandard, to be honest. Um, there, isn't, there isn't a lot to write home about, like especially when you think of like their straight Disney Plus movies like Disenchantment. I think that's gone. I think that's gone. Yeah, I think, I, I think... They're, they're just not... Yeah, but the, the, the thing is, is that none of them have been very good, mate. Like They've not really had a hit. I mean, Soul the pixar but then a lot of people will think they totally screwed pixar oh they, they totally did 100%. Um, so it's like yeah so you know it's one of those things where it's like they haven't it's not really a massive loss to be honest in terms of like like cutting content uh, th those sort of things would i in my brain was first to go like making like Pinocchio and Disenchanted and Hocus Pocus too. Um, they might have done well for like numbers on Disney Plus, but you're spending a hundred million on a movie that doesn't have any really, staying power. Yeah, it's not going to really make you any money either. Like, I don't think it's no. I don't think this is a, it's a shock that this year Haunted Mansion went from being a Disney Plus movie to a theatrical release. Um, no. you know. But, uh, but because of what they've done, I like I have more faith in that movie now. Yeah. No, because absolutely. I'm like, oh, if it's going to cinema, then it's probably going to be a bit better. Like, Disney Plus stuff always felt phoned in. Oh, yeah, totally. Like, um, I think that sort of stuff is the stuff that goes. It's the same thing that's happening similarly to HBO Max. Um, David Laszlov over there said that we're not making movies straight for HBO Max anymore. Um, unless they cost under 30 million, which realistically isn't going to happen. Um, they're leaning into more franchise content over there, more proven content, um, and that seems to be the way that Disney's sort of moving as well. Um, which I again, I don't mind that, but also like you got to look at this as well. From we we are very like blessed in our Disney Plus, right? Because obviously it's basically two streaming services in one, right? Yeah, I mean, um, Star Star is um, it's what I use the most on Disney Plus. You know, yeah, um, Star is um like. I think it's important to separate out our Disney Plus, like you just did, like like the rest of the world's Disney Plus and America's Disney Plus are two extremely different yeah. prospects. Like so, Star, like I'm not really that stressed about Disney Plus because it's like, oh, well, Star's still there. Like mm -hmm. we've got all of that stuff. Like there's good stuff on there. There's good. There's like uh, there's a good back catalogue of movies on there. And unlike with Netflix. Um, I know that these aren't going anywhere. Yeah, because Disney owns them all, so it's yeah. like the back catalogue of the sheer catalogue of stuff on Disney Plus is mm. enough to save it. I think. Yeah, but um, if you look at like stateside, obviously, like I said, they just have pure Disney Plus. They're also paying more than this. They're now paying twelve dollars a month for that. You know, mm. um, and I think this is it was a stupid idea to raise the price of that like last two months ago in in the states i think they should have had that price like go up when they had a show to come out like the mandalorian comes out next week you should have raised the prices 
with it because it's a staple Disney Plus show. Um, so if you're like a, a subscriber over there and we just got pure Disney Plus, you're already paying more. They're paying like, I think they're paying $12 now a month for it just for basic Disney Plus in mm -hmm. comparison to what we've got. Um, and then now they're getting told they're going to get less content overall. Um, and even the things that they might be subscribed to it for, like such as Marvel or, or Star Wars, um, they're seemingly going to get less of that as well. Um, where do you stand on that? Like on that perspective of, of do you think that's the right move? Like, uh, for... No, I don't. But this is what Disney is at the moment. It's raised prices for a substandard product. That's what they've been doing in the park. So it makes sense that that's what they are going to be doing on the rest of the company it's the, the leadership at disney is is completely uninspired at the moment um i don't wholly put this at the foot of bob Iger, but like the leadership put him back like that's how few ideas they have mm. um i do yeah i think there's a you know i i don't really have i like there's a whole thing going on with their boardroom at the moment mm -hmm. um which you know i don't know if like, I, I gotta be honest, I don't know enough about, uh, I think it's Peltz, I think is his name. Yeah, it's Peltz. Um, I don't know enough about him, and it's like, it's one of those things, is it like change for change's sake? Like, what, what is he planning? But, like, it needs a shake-up. Like, it's very bland and uninspired at the moment, and, um, yeah, I, I don't like, like, like I say, they are a they're a corporate behemoth like that's what they are yeah um but they've always been a hell of a lot better at hiding that mm -hmm. um than than everyone else um as it goes they're just i feel like they're just sort of killing a lot of brand loyalty they, that people have built up for them like i don't know i i wouldn't i wouldn't be that i wouldn't be overjoyed put it that way if i was in america yeah, and then, you know, looking at... Because even me and my friend were having a debate about this uh, the other day. It was looking at, like, the, the shows that are coming out. The big staple shows for, for live-action Disney Plus this year. Um, obviously, we begin with The Mandalorian uh, next week. Uh, then I feared Secret Invasion comes out in May. I heard we would get Loki in late summer. Ahsoka, Rosario Dawson says that comes out in the autumn. And then Skeleton Crew comes out by the end of the year. And... A friend of mine was saying they should really bounce between them. Should go Marvel, Star Wars, like that, right? Um, but instead, it's seemingly doing two Marvel shows after one another and then two Star Wars shows after another. But I was bringing up the debate of, like, you look at the shows that Marvel have ready to go, which they delayed, right? So Ironheart, Echo, and Agatha. Are those really that appealing to a, to a mainstream audience? You know? Um, I'm, like, again... I'm a Marvel fan, so I'm excited to see all three of those shows regardless, you know? Um, but is that... So Echo, for example, spin-off of Hawkeye, and arguably the reason people are interested in that is because it's, it's going to feature Daredevil and Kingpin um, a fair bit. Do you think that content like this, like Echo and Ironheart and Agatha, you know going forward we won't get content like that in the slowdown of of disney plus content in general but also marvel kevin feige came around saying we're it's going to basically be more quality over quantity um 
do you think we don't get things like that? Do you think we get more proven shows rather than spin-offs of spin-offs, for example? I never liked the spin-off of spin-off strategy, so um, I'd like to see that go, mm-hmm. um, to be honest. Um, more proven stuff, probably. Again, it's Iger. Let's do the safe bet. Like, do you think um, if Iger was around, like, fully in charge, say, two years ago, when they greenlit Echo, do you think they would have just said no to that and jumped straight to the Daredevil show? With Echo being like a, you know, a, like a, a supporting character. Yeah, I think I think it would have still green limit because I, I don't really think Iger's ever really given up control. So I think mm-hmm. he's behind all of this. Um, yeah. I mean, the spin-off of the spin-off thing is extremely Bob Iger. It's, you know. Well, he said, and if oh, you remember, you've, like, seen, you've seen you've seen this person in this. Now watch him in this. Like, well, that was kind he, of the. Do you remember you like a few years ago when they were on about the Mandalorian season two before we'd, we'd even seen it, before it even released? He mentioned that it's going to introduce people to get spin-offs. Yeah, exactly. And since then, it's, like obviously, it's, Ahsoka and Boba Fett, you know. Yeah, I mean, the more I f- I feel like the more interesting stuff, and I've not seen it, but I've heard good things. Is like the Werewolf by Night stuff or Moon Knight. Like that's more, that's more mm-hmm. exciting because then they're, they're new stuff that no one has any any association for, and I think it's also quite brave to do that. Mm. And you know, that's what Marvel are good at, in my opinion, like making you but care you think- about people you didn't know before for example something like werewolf by night which isn't a show it's also not a movie it's a tv special do you think those go away because there was a rumor that um there was two future ones in development one being nova and the other one being silver surfer do you think that those disappear now because that no i think i think they'll lean into that more do you think they'll lean into these tv special sort of things yeah because i think that's like a good opportunity for marvel and disney to like test out people's skills without giving them massive budgets yeah well uh, it's good at talent finding and also if you get one of those that's a hit it's like okay well that's a guarantee like you think about it it's a pretty low risk thing yeah like say you say you did one of those specials for for like an unknown character and everyone's like cool i'm well up for this and then you can go all right we'll we'll do a film and we've got like a guaranteed audience there i think that carries on yeah well michael giacchino did the he directed werewolf by night Exactly. Did a fantastic job. Um, It's also like it's good, like because that what that does, like Michael Giacchino, like who who was going to give him a directing job? Mm -hmm. Yeah, like uh, like he's fantastic. Like he seems like the loveliest guy, and he's a fantastic composer. Um, But no one was going to give him a directing job. But like Disney can like out of and I'm doing this in massive air quotes out of the goodness of their hearts can give him this to direct and it's like oh wow the guy can direct and it's like well regardless even if like even if you don't he doesn't ever direct anything again like he'd be like oh Disney like let me do that I'll Mm. happily work with them so you're sort of securing you're securing good talent so I I just think those specials are a win-win to be honest yeah um, also, you, it means you can make like 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 the holiday special, like the uh, Guardians holiday special. You can you can do lower stakes, uh, lower that stakes. That was fantastic as well. The, the, the two Marvel like, like playgrounds, spe- the two Marvel TV specials were fantastic, and Guardians and and Werewolf. Yeah, yeah I thought so. Um, it's funny because a lot of things have been divisive within the Marvel fandom, whether it be a movie or whether it be a TV show. Um, 
you know, Ant-Man just came out. Me and Nick are going to talk about it later in the episode. Um, and it's, it's got the lowest Rotten Tomatoes score for it, 47%. Um, the last Marvel TV series we had was She-Hulk, which obviously was divisive. Um, but that these little standalone pieces of media in Guardians, Holiday Special, and, and Werewolf by Night are received well by critics and audiences and do well for Disney Plus. They they succeed. Um, I think they should stay for that reason alone. But I don't know if they will. Um, I'd like also, to see them do more of that kind of thing. Yeah. This also then brings up the question as well of, of with the Feige thing, he said they're going to give more projects time in the zeitgeist, right? Their own time to shine. So we won't see a Marvel TV series come out around the same time as a movie because he wants the movie to have its own time in the spotlight and then the shows. Mm-hmm. Which last year wasn't really the case, right? Like, you know, uh, in the summer, in June, we had um, Ms. Marvel start. Uh, in July, we had She-Hulk. And also in July, we had Thor. Like, there was three Marvel things happening all at once. Mm-hmm. Um, this year, um, it's, it can't be by coincidence because this happened just days after Feige's comments. Um, they've delayed the Marvels uh, from July to November, right? Um, the Captain Marvel sequel. Um, and like I said, I was told that Secret Invasion's coming in May and Loki's coming in uh, late summer, August is what I was told. Um, it's moved out of that. So both of those shows get the time to shine. There's probably a month or so in between them. And then the Marvels comes out in November and apparently there's no other Marvel show there. It's a Star Wars show. A skeleton crew comes out a little bit later or something. Um... If that's the case going forward, sure, like, and I don't think next year really counts because the day of show is already in the bag, right? Um, is that what we're going to end up a year, do you think? If they still, I think they're still going to keep doing three Marvel movies a year, right? They, Because the, the, this is only affecting Disney Plus content, this this content shift, right, that I get and whatever's talked about. So they're still probably going to do three Marvel shows, uh, films a year. So do you think going forward, we're only going to get two, at maximum three, Marvel shows a year? And do you think that's enough for Disney Plus subscribers? Like long term? Like two or three series of Marvel a year? Yeah, I think it'll be fine. Mm. To be honest. Yeah, I, I think I it'll think be that, fine. I think, that, I think that was too much. That was too much to keep up with. The idea of having five this year is crazy. Like, that's... <laughs> That shouldn't have happened. We shouldn't have five Marvel shows this year. No, no. Um, I, I just, I think, uh, I don't see it as being a bad thing, and I think they do have the the catalog to keep people there. Mm. Um, I, but I also think that like, this is kind of the problem with these companies being so investor driven. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think that like, I feel like they've completely not taken into account what's happened in the last three or four years. Yeah. Um, like. It's been like a mental time with a pandemic and various recessions and whatnot. Like, yeah, like streaming's a longer term bet. Like, you can't. I don't really understand it, to be honest. And uh... yeah, I, I, to be honest, like I always think the stuff Disney Plus does best is the is like I think those specials are good and the smaller 
like I still haven't got around to watching Visions. Can you believe it? But like that's apparently very very good. Like this these like special things they do just for Disney Plus is like I think that's kind of the best thing about it. And the fact that you can watch any of these films in 4K whenever, you know, whenever mm-hmm. you want. So I think Disney Plus will be fine. It's just, uh, yeah, it'll be in- interesting to see what happens. I saw a story that Kevin Feige has reportedly got his eyes on a position higher up at Disney. So um, I'd watch his space on that one, I think. Do you think that'll happen? Do you think he will move the ranks in the company? I think if anyone deserves it, it's probably him. Mm-hmm. To be honest. Do you think he'll take like the Iger spot or just something lower than the Iger spot? I don't think he'll want the CEO. I think he... Apparently he's eyeing up the head of Walt Disney Studios, which would basically be your head of content. Mm. Um... Which I don't. I think would be a good job for him. To be honest, mm-hmm. I think. Um, yeah. I also don't think it would be the worst idea to get some new creative blood at the top of Marvel. Mm-hmm. Um, in hindsight, it's probably what they should have done. Yeah. When the um, when the Infinity Saga ended. Um. Because, um, mate, and this is this is no shade at, at at that at those guys, but like this is not because honestly, I think anyone would have been burnt out by that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was an insane run. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. It's uh, interesting. I just hope this writer strike doesn't happen because it would just it would just be rubbish. Because like one, you'll you'll get some shows just completely delayed, and that's gonna that'll have a knock on effect for years, as we saw with COVID. Like, yeah, realistically, COVID stopped production of these shows for maybe three or four months total. Like I think a lot of them were back filming. Like so, if everything's shut down and like yeah, March, a lot of us started filming in like the summer. Yeah, like, so like, like August, which isn't that big of a gap, but the knock-on effect, like we're still mm-hmm. feeling it. I think. Um, it was like Top Gun, right? Top Gun only came out last uh, June, and they'd been done for two years. You know, yeah, exactly. it's been exactly. So it's and that's, it that's still... the... again. This also affects video games, like yeah. Like and again, like you look at how big of an impact COVID had on uh, video game delays, you know? Yeah, yeah, uh, exactly. We're still feeling it. Uh, so I just, I hope they just sort it out because one, I don't want stuff delayed. Um, but two, like the last thing I want is just like some of the things that we love just being absolutely terrible because they decided to get people into write it that weren't part of the writers guild. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's kind of the worst of all. Like I think most people, if if they just said, "Oh, uh, would you rather have Quantum of Solace a year later, but it actually be good?" I think a lot of people would have taken it. Yeah, um, definitely. So as it stands, like that's easily the worst Daniel Craig Bond movie. Um, oh yeah, without question. And it's yeah, just a, it's just a shame because you don't get Bond movies that often. So it's like, <laughs> okay, our Bond movie this time was terrible. Um, well, I just don't, I just don't like want that again. But you know, if that's what ultimately, if that's what they got to do, um... then they should do it. Yeah, like of course. But um, yeah. Again, as a consumer, it will definitely affect us, and like people should sort of probably be prepared for that. Like I said, I think Disney Plus is in a very good position, um, whether it's planned or not. But having three Marvel shows come out next year, two Star Wars, 
in the Acolyte and uh, Andor. Um, they're prep for it. So anything that is getting filmed this year, we don't see for two years anyway. And that goes for Star Wars. Like, if they do film Mando Season 4 this year, we won't see that for two years anyway. Um, so I think it's smart. And then in terms of the other content, like, we don't really know how, like, Pixar and, like, straight up Disney content will be affected. Um, I don't really watch that stuff on Disney+, Plus, so I don't know how much of content of that they actually do put out. Do, do you know? Like, how much picks on, like, Disney animation they do? They do? Uh, there's often sort of shorts, and there's a few, like, mini-series and stuff, which, are, again, they're all okay. There's nothing... Mm. There's nothing sort of groundbreaking. Um, I don't... Like I say, I don't actually think it's going to make a... I don't think it's going to make a huge difference, to be honest. Um, I'll tell you, a weird idea just came to my mind. If they start filming Fast 10 Part 2 this year, and there's a writer strike... Does Vin Diesel get to write the movie? He will write the movie. <laughs> you know he'd write the movie. Yeah. And if there's a director strike, he will direct that movie. He will. He, he will. has directed before. Um, didn't he direct the Fast and Furious short film or something? Like it came out uh, around the fourth movie. He did I don't know, dude. But I'm into it. So uh, writers, writers. <laughs> Writer strike, so Vin can write. You know the movie. what? Hopefully, you can get it sorted, writers. But if not, strike and strike for as long as you damn well need, okay? Mm -hmm. To get yeah. paid the money that you you are due, okay? And <laughs> a happy byproduct of that is that we get a Vin Diesel, written and directed by Vin Diesel, final, <laughs> final Fast <laughs> and Furious film. I can't think of a more fitting way. <laughs> to It'd end be it. perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, I still can't but, believe he didn't direct this one. I was, I was a hundred percent sure. That I kind was... of thought when Lynn left that he yeah. he might take over himself. Yeah, yeah. I was shocked that he didn't. Hey, he's yeah. a humble king. He is a humble king. Yeah, yeah. All right. He just he just lets Tyrese compare him to Jesus, which is normal, I hey, suppose. We love Tyrese. But anyway, uh, yeah. So Pevy's gonna dart off, and now me and Nick are gonna talk about some Star Wars and Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. So, Groovy. we'll see you soon, Pevy. Au revoir. So, as Pevy hates Star Wars, we've brought Nick in to talk about Star Wars and Ant-Man. Um, even though me and Pevy just spent a lot of time talking about Marvel, um, he has not seen Ant-Man 3. And I don't think he has any plans to see Ant-Man 3. However, there is some banter to be had. As Nick predicted, Ant-Man would get 77% oh. on on his Fantasy League. And in reality, it well, when it hit 150 reviews, Nick got lucky because it was 53%. It's since gone out of 47%. So, Has it? Yeah, Flip it could have been worse. Yeah. Crumbs. Damn, I don't Yeah. Have I? Well, I think so. Like, considering it could have gone all the way down to 47, you would have lost 30 points. At that point, you know, I don't know who's been. I don't know who's gone to watch this film. Hey, we'll talk about that later. I'll get into that rant later on. Yeah, yeah. So but, we'll, uh, I'm not, I'm not happy. Star Wars. No, I'm not no. Happy. What I will say is though, that's got forty-seven percent, <laughs> but yeah. the audience score is like eighty percent. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So it is. There is a divide between critics and audience with this movie. Um, it don't make no flipping sense, Michael. No. Um, anyway, Mando 4. 
uh, we haven't even had Mando, Mando. 3 yet. Mando! Mando! Uh, yeah. We haven't even had Mando 3 yet, but John Favreau, <laughs> he came out and said uh, the other day that he's like, I've already written Mandalorian Season 4, it's already done. You know, you're done now. Like, Romeo done. Yeah, it's done. Um, which isn't a surprise, because like, I think it's since May last year, he's been saying mm. he's writing it already. Um, so it's not a surprise that it's done. Um, and then uh, it's been reported by Make Star Wars that The Mandalorian Season 4 is going to shoot in October. This is usually the time it usually films. So mm. I think in the past, uh, I think Season 1 filmed between like November to March. Season 2 filmed between October to February. Because they got done just before like COVID hit. Um, yeah. And then season three filmed right at the tail end. And I literally mean like the last couple of days of September until, well, they say in March last year, right? But I know it was like a lot of stuff happening afterwards, right? So there was a lot of other filming got, for that. You got scoops of you. It's not scoops, is it? But it's just like, it's supposed, all right, principal photography ran from the oh, end of September to to, to sometime in March, but there's been other principles of photography. <laughs> Go on, it's, carry it's on, other things. You know what I mean? They did other shoots after that. Like, what other things, mate? Spit it out. Well, they just did reshoots and pickups and more reshoots and so on. You know what I mean? But it's nothing to worry about. A lot of this, that's, those reshoots were planned anyway. Um, oh, I'm not worried. Don't worry about that. No. So it's no surprise that like Mando Four like might start filming in the same time as always pretty much started filming um actually given... no wait i am worried aren't i i said that earlier on the phone you're worried about mando 3 oh yeah 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 so that's the thing like i don't know i think it's fine i think it's a normal thing it's it's not like nothing to get so excited about we've known there'll be a fourth season for a very long time giancarlo whilst they were filming season three was like yeah <laughs> we're doing keep his three mouth shut. yeah and uh you know, obviously, John's been talking about writing the fourth season for like close to a year at this point. Um, mm. So it's not a shocker. Um, but yeah, I think it's a good thing that he has a plan. They have a vision for it. Um, he seems passionate to work on The Mandalorian. Um, so it's all good. I do wonder how long the show will go on for. Because I enjoy The Mandalorian, but I don't want it to be stretched out over like... I don't want to be here in five years and we're still doing Mandalorian. <laughs> seasons mm -hmm. like I would hope john dave and uh, expanded their horizons done other things even if it's in the star wars universe um you know and like other things are, are taken off um but yeah five, so, five seasons maybe five six is that too many for you uh, five five would work i'd say i think i think i think six should be the limit you know mm -hmm. um but again again it'll depend on what's in the season we can because they said for like what three years ago at this point, it's going to all lead to like a crossover event with all these spin-off shows, so like Ahsoka and Skeleton Crew and Boba Fett. They're all going to come to a conclusion. Um, it's John Favreau's Avengers, essentially. This is Phase One, isn't it? Yeah, like he's he's, one, he's, yeah. he's past Phase One. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. Um, but yeah, so that'll happen eventually, and that should be the end of it. You you think right like doing the big crossover event, um, yeah, oh, yeah, but yeah, Mando Four is in the works. 
all good. There's nothing really juicy to talk about with that one until we see Mando three, you know. Um, no, nothing then, at all. But then there's also the rumor in the same article from Making Star Wars that uh, the Book of Boba Fett season two could be in pre-production. Um, oh, probably yes. like things like props and such are being worked on under a different production company than mm-hmm. uh, than Mando. So, for example, like they have different code names. Boba Fett was Buccaneer. Mando season three was Foundry. It used to be Huckleberry. Um, and the code names are different, which makes him think there's two different projects. Um, if there is a book of Boba Fett season two, I'm not mad at it. You know, I didn't really enjoy the first season. I enjoyed mm. the Mando episode. I enjoyed the Luke and Ahsoka episode. Um, yeah. I, yeah, those were fine. You know, like it was just fine. I think the thing I would say about that show is John wrote that show, yeah. but it feels like a first draft. It doesn't feel as refined as the Mandalorian episodes. Yeah, that's I feel like, yeah, it's so. And or at least I, the I, first I, half feels a little bit. I don't know. I felt I felt like he knew where he was going once with all the Tuscan Raider stuff. Did you see Because like I kind of I don't know, like the way they built up the Tuscan Raider thing, I yeah. always felt like it should come back into play somehow. By the that's end. what I thought. Yeah, that's what I thought they were going to do. So I felt like he done that first half, and then when Boba Fett went back into the town, I felt that's where it got a little bit messy. Just yeah, like we didn't read like, early on. We do see the pikes, and we know that like it's implied to say the villains, or at least they used to be. And then it's like we're kind of waiting for the main villain to show up, and it's like oh, it's actually is just the pikes. Like yeah, they just run to tell you yes, them. They do a bomb in inside inside Jennifer Beals like bar. You know, um, I was at the Twilex place, yeah. Like, oh, that's unnecessary, man. Unnecessary, yeah. I hope she's all right. I hope she's all right. She, you know? she better be in season two, better be. And, uh, you know, like all that. Just, I don't know. I didn't think the finale was awful. I also don't hate the speed of my kids as much as everybody else does, you know. Oh, no, it um, stinks, man. Come on, it's a, it's a bad it's just, one. It's just a bad chase sequence, it's a very stupid chase sequence. And the dude does a spin, you know, like. Oh. No, you're going too far, man. Wait for the spin. You can't be... De- what, the Jason Derulo spin? The Jason Derulo spin, yeah. Eddie on. That's gold, that is. It's just like... I don't know. I don't mind seeing them lot in the second season. Just, like, refine them a bit, I suppose. Um, oh, I do. The, well, I swear one of them was just wearing a suit, wasn't he? Pretty sure. One of them was just wearing a suit, yeah. <laughs> um, You know, I, I don't mind the idea of a second season. I don't want Robert Rodriguez to direct, though. Nah. He can be on as a producer. That is absolutely fine with me. Like, but his episodes, the episodes he directed was the weakest. Like, which one was that? I can't even remember. I, d- I can't even remember at this point. <laughs> you right? tell me, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I remember us doing it at the time. We were like, his ones. The ones I think I remember that as well. Were like the worst ones, right? Like, um,. Obviously, like the like the second episode, this is the one people like always says, which is a Boba Fett focused one, right? Or, like apart from oh, him being rescued by the Tuscan Raiders, learning their way. Oh, he did episode all... one, episode three, and episode seven. Okay, 
But no, what I was saying, apart from the bits, I literally the only bits I can remember in that show is Boba Fett being rescued, him being like taken in by the Tuscans, teaching them. Well, he's captured by teaches, the Tuscans. He's he captured. Yeah, but then they like teach him his ways, you know what I mean? And then that train chase, and that's about it. That's literally all. And then obviously the Mando, uh, Mando and Luke stuff. But apart from that, I can't remember nothing else. Because I don't think it was that memorable. Yeah, that's what I mean. You know? Um, so, listen, if, if he's doing it, if Robert Rodriguez is involved, I hope he's just a producer. There's so many more times that people have worked on that show. Mm. Like the second episode, the train episode. Um, that was probably one of the best ones, you know? Um, I'm pretty sure that I person's so. coming back for... Is it Mando they're coming back for? I think so. Um, but yeah, like, I don't know. There's, there's other things, you know? There's other directors that are better suited towards it, which is funny because his episode of The Mandalorian Season 2, which reintroduced Boba Fett, was fantastic. The tragedy. You know, I thought that was a really good episode. Um, Didn't Bryce do one? Bryce, Bryce did, yeah, she did the, the the Din one. Yeah, that was really good, wasn't it? Yeah, that was amazing, yeah. And then uh, Dave did the one with Luke, Grogu, and Ahsoka. Yeah. Robert Rodriguez did the finale. Uh, so, yeah. Um, so, yeah, there's that. There's, if it happens, I'm fine with it. Um, well, what's his name knows what he wants from it now, doesn't he? He wants, uh, what's his face? I can't remember the actor's name. Yeah. Huh? Tamara Morrison. I was going to say Ravel Morrison. <laughs> but that is definitely not who he is. I don't know the name of this man who played a million clones. <laughs> I forget. I just, you know, for a second, I forgot. It's been a long day. I've had, a, you know, my mind's frazzled. Um, yeah, he knows what he wants from it, doesn't he? He just wants him kicking butt, basically, doesn't he? In season two. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. yeah. I think he's voiced his opinion, and hopefully they'll be going that way a lot Maybe. more. Um, but like I said, I'm 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 fine with it. Let's see if it happens. Um, like there's there's still threads there. Like Cobb Vanth, at the end, he's in the post credit thing, wasn't he? You know, in the tank, he's fine. Oh yeah. I don't think Cad Bane is dead. I'm nah, pretty sure that nah, guy's still alive. Nah, um, nah. Anyone can survive a stabbing these days, thanks to Kenobi. That was before Kenobi. You can't even go there. <laughs> you know, you can't. And you can't. Hey, Boba Fett even started it. Oh, there you go. What's well, not even that, right? It's like we're going even further. Like, look at Darth Maul, you know. And we've had this discussion. Yeah, you brought it up. You brought the stabbings up again. The stab. Yeah, there's a difference between stabbed and being sliced. Is there? Yeah, like, I'm pretty sure you're not supposed to come back from being sliced in half. Mate, you can see you see people walking. You, know, you definitely don't see people walking down the street with no legs, but you definitely see people that survive. You know, accidents. But like, look at Anakin, he had his legs and How many arms people, do <laughs> people, people survive stabbings, man, right? <laughs> I don't think they survive laser sword ones, though. And not a, not a couple of them either, especially probably not at six years old. Well, you just watched The, the Last of Us, didn't you? Oh, but that's like, well, yeah, where are you going with that? What do you mean? Well, you stabbed with a rusty, like, spike. You I know? don't know what's going to happen, don't spoil that for me. No way, sort of... Nick, right? Because you know what happens in the in the game, because you've gone ahead and watched like spoilers from the end of the series. I don't, and, I don't and... know what happened. That bit, that's the only bit I don't know. I haven't seen cutscene-wise. But obviously he survives. But this is, yeah, this is... Yeah, but you can't be talking about shows in real life, can you? 
you just like I'm trying to tell you a real life experience. You're going back to a flipping computer game. Well, no, we're all started with like Star Wars. <laughs> like, you know, it's all stupid. That's what I'm saying. It's all stupid. Very much so. <laughs> like, Palpatine transferred that. his essence oh, from his body started on that. across the galaxy into a clone body. You I'm know? not even having it. I'm not no. having it, mate. Like, <laughs> if I did see him at Dermot at a celebration, I would still kiss him on the cheek and say, I love you. I wouldn't. Yeah. Would you, you not? Know? There's only one person I'd kiss on the cheek at that, at that convention. Who's if, that? If they're there. Which they're not. Well, not yet, anyway. She not yet. Um, yeah, so I don't know. Um, but if it happens, I'm fine with it. Yeah, um, sure, I'll watch it. Why not? Maybe not every week, but meh. No, no. Is, like, we'll, we'll, of course we will. Like, we'll watch anything they give us. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know? we, we will, though, won't we? You know what I mean? Like, they, they could give us the, I don't know, the Jar Jar show or something, and we'd watch it. You know? Of course would. we would. Yeah. They won't give us what we truly want, which is an Ochi show. But no, you know, I had, I had someone had beef with Ochi though. I can't remember who it was. I had beef with Ochi. I think it might have been Meg on Santa Stream. I was like, oh, you can't have beef with. No, you can't have beef with Ochi. Man. No, no, steady no, no. on. The best team boys will be out in force, like literally out of the woodwork, like you wouldn't believe. Is the best team boys sort of thing? Yeah, basically yeah. you and me, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we've dwindled in numbers. <laughs> But they will come out. Honestly, they you know, then they can come crawling out of anywhere. Once they hear slander on Ochi's name. Mm-hmm. Um Andor. Season two was filming. It was at the Barbican. I asked Nick to go and he was like, nah fam. I'm be bothered. I live in and, uh, It's not gonna happen really. And when he found out Bix was there, he was like, oh, should have gone. Well you didn't yeah, well, you didn't tell me that bit of information, did I you? I didn't know that bit until she like rocked up on set, did I? Because like, if you told me that I would have been flipping down in a flash. I was like, you'd be doing a Borat. <laughs> um, no, I might go down there soon. Hopefully it's still filming. Yeah, it's done, mate. <laughs> it's Is it done. definitely, do you know? Yeah, it's done, yeah. Maybe they leave some, left some stickers behind or, you know, stuff they <laughs> tape up on the wall, yeah. like set times or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> well, go and have a look. I don't, I don't know. I could tell you exactly, like, the four sets they used. Yeah, I can have a look. Yeah. Even the locations, like so. Oh, I don't need an excuse to go down to the Barbican. So yeah, sure, why not? Yeah. Um, Come in, mate. Yeah, you're having a laugh, mate. <laughs> you know. <laughs> no. So, so that was happening. Uh, Adria Jona and uh, Diego Luna were there as Bix and and Cassian. They filmed the scene. I have a little description of said scene. Oh. Um, it's not. Cool. It's not thrilling. This literally took a couple minutes. This is how they film so quickly. Um, it will be thrilling because it's Andor, so don't, you know. It will be thrilling. Well, yes. Yeah. All right. Obviously. So, um, anyway, it begins with Cassian Andor, who's got his hood up in an attempt to keep a low profile, and Bix Colleen was carrying two grey bags, walking towards Samo's Deli Groceries. It's a store that they constructed there. Um, Cassian and Bix are deep in a tense conversation before Cassian suddenly stops and grabs Bix by the arm. Stopping her in her tracks. Cassian, seemingly paranoid and untrusting, begins to rifle through the bags that she is carrying. Bix seems surprised and visibly upset by Cassian's actions. After the short pause and Cassian, assumably being satisfied with his search, the two link arms and carry on walking towards their location and enters Samo's store. My 
reading of the scene is well him and Bix are friends and they used to be more than friends back in the day right yeah i don't i don't think he doesn't trust her you know what i mean i don't yeah. think he thinks she's betraying him or, or something right but i'm thinking maybe he's in there to look to see if there's credits in there or, or something or make sure a tracker's in the bag he's looking for something right um and i think or assume maybe he they're meeting a contact inside that store maybe mm. samo himself the owner of the store is the contact i don't know but for Cassian to be on on edge they have to be doing something like that right you'd imagine well if they're just... filming at the barbican that was all coruscant i don't so... know if this means it's coruscant though i feel like mm. like at the end of season one like he sends them off to like somewhere oh yeah it doesn't for me at least it doesn't make sense to send bix brazo especially bix to a place under control by the empire like coruscant yeah. you know like they are they are probably looking for her and looking for for cassian like if they're just on coruscant then i don't know that seems to me like a risk like you'd assume bix and B2 and Brazo have been keeping a low profile somewhere, right? Yeah. Um. So I don't know. I don't know if it is Coruscant. You know, I know they used it for the scenes between Clea and, and Vel. Mm. Um, but they were using different parts of the Barbican this time. Um, but Cassian did use the spaceport at the McLaren Technology Center. They did. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, exactly. You know, this the, the one area of that part which was used for the spaceport and the like you know, maybe something there. I don't know, but um, it wouldn't make sense for the for Bix to be on Coruscant. I don't think. I don't think it makes sense for Bix to be on Coruscant. Mm. But like we also saw earlier in that week, there was scenes. Cassian was in a completely different outfit for this, but yeah, he was with Luthen. Yeah, filming scenes with Luthen outside the Lloyd's building, which I assume is Coruscant. Because have you seen the Lloyd's building? That looks like Coruscant to me. Like, is it the, do you mean the Lloyd's TS, uh, the Lloyd's Bank building? think so yeah yeah it's, it's a it's nice design on it yeah like yeah, yeah yeah that's uh yeah like that looks like coruscant to me mm. and i assume it's like in the lower levels of coruscant because luthan is there he's not in his wig and stuff he's you know he's his usual self yeah um i assume that's coruscant um yeah. i just don't know if the big stuff necessarily is um and they do film things all out of order so just because they were filming coruscant scenes earlier in the week doesn't mean by the end oh, of the yeah, it's not uh it's not it's Coruscant. yeah like um i don't know but we've still got months on filming on that 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 goes until till august um the film at like other parts of the uk like in june at have a castle um like so yeah there's there's a few more places they're gonna go they're gonna go to valencia soon um pronounce so, yes yeah, so you know we're gonna well, hopefully we see more pictures hopefully get more sad pictures of them um but time oh, will yeah, tell. for sure. Yeah. Um okay, I don't about that. You excited for Andor season two? Not one bit, mate. Couldn't Not one give bit. No. Hate that show. So mm. yeah. What do you rank the the shows in order of anticipation for you? So uh, we've got Mando three. Yeah. We've got we've got um Skeleton Crew, Ahsoka, Acolyte. And Andor season two. I'm not going to go for that. I think that yet because 
not officially confirmed, right? Um, um, so, I'll go Acolyte first. That's the one uh, you're most excited for. Yeah, only purely because Andor season two is so far away. So like, mm -hmm. in a year, I'll start getting hyped for that. Uh, Acolyte, then Mando. What was Lex? Skeleton was it? You got Ahsoka, Skeleton Crew, and Andor. No, no, Andor was second. So Acolyte, okay. Andor, uh, Mando. Um, you don't give a stuff about Ahsoka, so I'm gonna get Skeleton Crew and Ahsoka. Sega will probably be better, but just not sold on a Sega, to be fair. Mm. Skeleton Crew is the bottom of mine now. Yeah. yeah. A what you've heard. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, number one for me is Andor Season 2. Really? Two would be... That's number one for me, yeah, easy. Wow. Um, it would be too far away. Like, I can't believe it. Well, the Acolyte and Andor are both next year, you know? Are they? Both... Oh, flipping egg. Yeah. Right, yeah. Um, two would probably be the acolyte, um, based off of Russian Doll, the series that Leslie had created before. Um, people working on it, the time was taking place, and uh, what the premise of that show is. I think I'm gassed for that from what you told me, and also, mm -hmm. yeah, you saying it might have Andor vibes. So I'm just trying not to be an Andor shield, basically, which I already mm -hmm. am. So. Season uh, number three, number three would probably be Ahsoka. Um, I really like Rebels. Um, I think Ahsoka. I liked Ahsoka in, in Clone Wars, but I, I really liked her a lot in in Rebels. I liked Rosario's performance as her in in the Book of Boba Fett and in the Mandalorian. Um, I, I, it being a sort of successor to Rebels is exciting. Some of the stuff oh yeah, there is true. I forgot about all that. To be fair, some of the stuff we heard about like. Hayden and people in that show and the scenes they're in, like that sounds very good to me. So that's third. Fourth. That's true. Fourth fourth is hard because I, I am like Skeleton Crew on one hand is new, it's different, there's stuff we haven't had before. Then Mando is gonna be the same. But Mando is I'm going Mando four and then Skeleton Crew five. Um Mandalorian probably outweighs it because that is a good show. We know what to expect from that show. Uh, delving yeah. more to Mandalore this season is exciting. Spend more, more time, hopefully, with Bo-Katan. Um, hopefully, some surprises. We know the Praetorian Guards are in this. Maybe I'm going to the first to Snoke. I think all that's very, very exciting. And then number five is Skeleton Crew because um, just the production and some of the stuff I've heard about it, you know? Um, I'm worried about all these shows now, and especially the. Let's face it, Mando's probably going to be 25 to 30 minutes, you know. Well, apparently episode one, which comes out on Wednesday, is 36 minutes long. So taking away opening and closing credits is probably... There's also a recap included in that, yeah. Exactly. So it's 20 minutes of... Not 20 minutes, 25 minutes of stuff. Yeah, yeah. there'll be like a couple of minutes of a recap. Probably telling you season two and Boba Fett stuff. Um, And then, yeah, there'll be credits... So yeah, probably. I'm surprised that they just don't want to do a long intro, man. Just like do an hour. Oh, they did for season two. Season two was like an hour. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. But then that was like, really didn't do much for the actual story, did it? You know what I mean? It was just yeah, like, it was just the like, crate thing, wasn't it? Like, that's what I mean. So we need to stop these. So I think they will stop these side missions a little bit in this season. I hope so, anyway. So I don't. <laughs> I don't. 
<laughs> like, I expect a couple more side mission things. Oh, um, one or two, yeah, but... Um, yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, and then the last piece of Star Wars news for the day is that yesterday was revealed that there's no Star Wars celebration following the one in Europe, like in April in London. There's no celebration until 2025. I said I could be biased because obviously we're getting one this year in the UK. Um, but I think actually skipping next year is a good thing because this year they'll probably update us on uh, Ahsoka, Skeleton Crew, Acolyte, and or Season 2. The last two I think mm. they'll give us barely anything, but they might update us on it. And they'll probably formally announce the Lindelof movie. Um, maybe films after it as well. But um, So then what does that leave for next year? Like Lindelof's film would be in production. We know Acolyte and Andor come in. I don't think you base a celebration on and or the Acolyte. You know, I think you could probably base one on Mandalor uh, of the Mandalorian and the spin-off shows like Ahsoka and Skeleton Crew. I think you could do that. But yeah. obviously that's not next year. So I think it's a good thing skipping it. Wait until 2025. And at that point, that's the that's the film year. That's the Lindelof movie year. You know, like so usually then a celebration you get the trailer for that movie. At that point, like all the shows we know about would have all come out. And or season yeah. two, Acolyte, Skelter Crew, Ahsoka, they would all be done. So they could hit 2025 in celebration. I'd be like, here's the Lindelof trailer. And here's the next slate of shows coming and movies coming. Here's everything. Like for the next two mm. years, maybe. You know, like, I feel like that'll be far better. Far more exciting than just like limping across it next year. Be like, yeah, here's Acolyte footage. Here's the Andor footage. We're not showing you anything from Lindelof's movie because it's too far away. Um, like, maybe we'll announce a show, but I don't think that's enough. You know, I feel like skipping that year and having as much content to reveal then as they would is far more yeah. exciting. You know, um, also, we're going to be skint from this year's celebration. Have you seen how much they're charging for photos? Flipping heck, I'm gonna to have to remortgage, mate. I'm not even lying to you. Well, I'm, I'm so skint, I might not even be there next. So, I can't <laughs> even, I can't even, you know, think about photos with, with uh, you know, you and McGregor and whatnot. Uh, uh 500 pounds, mate. 500 pounds if you want a photo with Ewan and Hayden. Mm hmm. Yeah. Mental. Oh, it's ridiculous. 170 pounds for Ashley Eckstein, I think, is ridiculous. It's outrageous. You know? It's unfair. So it is. Be on the council. Be on the council. Um, and then, yeah. And then apparently, there's a rumor going around that this year's celebration, just like last year's, will not be streamed. Like the panels will not be streamed. So like the Lucasfilm showcase, which we which will be the place where we get like an Ahsoka trailer. Maybe they'll show yeah. scouting footage for those in the room. Lindelof will probably come out and announce his movie. Um, that's not being streamed to people at home. So you've got to be in the room. And I assume I don't know, but I assume they're doing the 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 lottery system again. Like yeah, where I knew like somebody last year who went and they didn't have any of it. Like they didn't, they weren't given one panel. And they went for the entire time. They went for the four days or whatever it was. And then that's I knew probably me, mate. I'm imagining. Oh yeah, I think that's all of us. But luckily, we have like five cents of Friday tickets. <laughs> <laughs> so if any one of those gets in, we're like using that one. I bet um, we don't. 
I bet we don't get a single one, mate. Yeah, no, I'm with you. Like, like I don't think we will either. I think we'll get no. screwed. I don't yeah. think we'll get any of them. No, no, no. We'll, like, we'll get like a bad batch panel. <laughs> you know? Um, yeah, we will. <laughs> that oh, will be what we one? get. I won't go to that. You know? Is there one actually happening? No, they haven't said anything, but they usually do an animated panel of some kind. Um, they did a bad batch panel last year, didn't they? Oh, so, to be fair, I just want to go to the 40th anniversary of, of Return of the Jedi. To be fair, that's the only one I want. So, yeah, I have no interest in that one. I just, I told you, man. My my whole thing with celebration this year is like, I want, like, I want to. I'm going for a couple of days. I'm not going for the full thing. Um, I want to basically hang out with you, Pevy, um, and other friends we might have there. You know, um, that's that's kind of what I want to do. I want to keep a pretty low profile. I don't really want to do a ton. Just want to hang out with my mates. That's kind of my mo for this for this celebration. Um, Same TBH. Yeah, because obviously, as like in in terms of working, in, t- in terms of doing the best bit of stuff, it's easier to do that from home. Um, <laughs> can you it, imagine? Can you imagine if we got a uh, thingy, mm. uh, a chance to do a podcast that celebration? It would just be us like having an argument, just ripping each other and arguing with each other. It'd be amazing. We could easily do it. Like we just just we could just do it on the floor. Like it's probably easy enough. <laughs> like it'd be it'd be terrible for sound quality, but we could do it. I know, but all um, the people probably think, oh, these guys like must have just had an argument like before they got on stage. Like, no, we're like this every week. We hate each other. So, oh no, I'm glad we're not. I don't want to do one on stage. I would never <laughs> want to do one on stage. No, never. Um, I'd never want to do that. That's not my thing. Like, that's not like I'm a very like uh, anxious person. So, like that that sort of idea. Nah, I'd never do that. It just it would yeah. just end up in a fight between you and Pevy, and I just sit in the audience and watching it. You know. <laughs> You and Pevy on a scrap because, like, he'd give you Kenobi banter and you couldn't take it. Uh, and I'd give you Mandalorian banter. Cyril, yeah. You know, like, <laughs> you saw Colin Cyril <laughs> telling me he has mama issues or something. I don't know. Like, I think wears too much corduroy. <laughs> while he's well, he's probably on stage wearing corduroy. <laughs> Cyril wear corduroy? I can't remember. I think he might have in one scene. No, I don't think he did. But you know, it's something he would do, isn't it? Cyril vibes. Yeah. Um, do you want to talk about Ant Man now then, Nick? Sure, why not? Um, we actually went to go and see it. Some of us bothered. Mm-hmm. What do you think of it? Um obviously, like I said at the start of our segment, I got beef because I don't think this is that bad as everyone's saying. I don't know what everyone's problem is, to be fair. I think they've been a very what what were they like this with something else? What else happened? What came out? Oh yeah, uh, Love and Thunder. I didn't think that was like people were ripping that as well, weren't they? Saying, "Oh, it's the worst thing ever." Yeah, it was. Uh... Critically, it didn't they get bashed like, like this one did? No, it was more people was just more online with it. Yeah, audience. Yeah, so um, but it was just like, well, it's a Taika Waititi film, so it's whoa. And with this, I was felt like, yeah, the the name is like Ant Man three, like Quantumania. So the kind of like the clue is kind of in the title. I was like. So you kind of know what to expect. Yeah, but I don't think this lives up to the title. Quantum Mania, to me, like yeah. sounds exciting. Like it's manic, mm-hmm. it's crazy. It wasn't. <laughs> like for me, it was like if this if this was called like um, Ant Man and the Wasp uh, enter the quantum realm or something. Mm. You know what I mean? I think 
that would be more fitting of a title. Whereas Quantum Mania, like mania, like being the key word, makes it sound exciting and thrilling and erratic and all this stuff crazy. Like, um, and it wasn't for me. I think the movie is pretty mid. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of it is pretty bland in terms of VFX and I think the score and some of the acting. Um, but also like yeah, I can't the one the thing, score, to be fair. exactly. Like the one thing about the Ant Man movies, I'm not saying the scores are amazing. It's the same composer as well, which is weird. But um, they just like Ant Man himself. Same director, isn't it? He's the same director to three, all three films, isn't it? It's Peyton Reed did the th yeah, three films. Yeah, yeah. Like, and that's the thing for the Ant Man score. Like at least in the first two, it could be sneaky. It could get big like Ant Man. It can get small like Ant Man. Like it could be heroic. It felt like an like what an Ant Man score should be. Whereas this one was just generic. It, was, it didn't sound like an Ant-Man score. And it's the same mm. composer. And it's like, it just lost it. Like, it's not as much comedy in this one. And again, like, that's one of the strengths of the Ant-Man movies is the comedy. Like, Yeah, I definitely felt that it fell flat. In the first half of the film, anyway. I was, there was definitely a couple of jokes. I was like, oh, this is... Well, the, first, the, the first 15 minutes, or whatever it is, before they actually go into the quantum realm. I think it's funny. He's going around promoting his book, you know, going to on a basket and robins, and you know, thank you, Spider Man, like all yeah, that sort yeah, of yeah. stuff. Like, all that's funny. Like, you know, his book is funny. Um, it's just the quantum realm stuff. And I even think early on in the quantum realm, it's okay, like, where this you sort of in a weird cantina, like, and you oh, with Bill know, Murray, yeah, and like you meet the ooze guy. You know, like oh, that bit. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Drinks the ooze. That's a funny as well. Like, you know, um, yeah, they were they were right. The mind reading guy. He was the he was funny. Yeah, it's just like as it goes on, it's worse. Like I think Michelle Pfeiffer is awful in this movie. I think. See, I Michael, think I I think she's alright in it, but I think uh, go on, carry on. I think Michael Douglas is awful in this movie. Oh, I thought um, he was awful. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> we agree on that. Yeah. <laughs> like he he is so phoned in. It is next level. She, yeah, her acting feels like Hayden acting. You know, like Hayden's trying his best, you know, but he just hasn't got like the talent of say like somebody like you and McGregor. You know, felt sort of the opposite with her. Like she is somebody with the talent of like you and McGregor, but was yeah. given as a Hayden performance. Like, and it was like, what is going on here? Like, she was saying things I don't think human beings would say. Like. Oh, again, Michelle, are you talking about Michelle Pfeiffer or... Yeah, Pfeiffer. Oh, I thought you were talking like, about what's his face. Like, I just don't think she was good, man. And then when we talk about Michael Douglas, like, he's just like, scat, scat. Like, I'm just like, <laughs> you know, it's just... I mean, like, he's a hundred years old. I feel like he's getting a bit of the Harrison oh, Ford. No, it's not, it's not that, right? It's just like, listen, he's done, right? He's done. He, he, like, it was an in his interview with him on a red carpet somewhere. And they asked him about my four. He's like, "What? What do you want from me? You want?" He's like, "I want to die." That's what he's straight up said. I'm like, "Yeah." After this movie, Wait, you in general? Die. No, no, in the movies, right? He should die. In the movies because he's done. He's like mentally checked out. Like, mm. there's nothing he did in this movie that he couldn't really have done from like staying on Earth. Like he yeah. gets to like sort of communicate with the ants or something. Maybe he's working on trying to get Cassie, Scott, and everybody else out, like back home. You know, like, maybe, because we know, like, Cassie, like, she was sending a signal to the quantum realm, and that's where I ended up getting pulled in. Like, maybe he's trying to, like, 
fix that, send a signal down, and they could like use the same method out or something. Um, yeah, like communicate with the ants, which he's been sending to the quantum realm. It's something they still could have done stuff with it. Um, uh, I don't think he needed to be there, I think he was awful. Um, Look, let's take let's go back a little bit. Let's take it back to the to the title of this film. Why was it called Ant Man and the Wasp? Because she does nothing in this film. No, it shouldn't I... have been called Ant Man and the Wasp. Like... Oh, it should have been called Ant Man and the Wasp, and the Wasp should have been Michelle Pfeiffer. You know what I mean? And they should have pushed her more on the poster, and you know, stuff like should that. Really, just, just... Should have just been called Ant Man Quantum Mania. Because, like, yeah. again, I think I think if you I think if you sent down. Based off of like how little screen time uh, Wasp had in this movie, it must have been about ten minutes, surely. Do you reckon? I think it's a bit more than that, but it's not great. You know, it's it's not not far off. Yeah. And again, credit to her as well, Evangeline Lady. I thought she was good in this movie, especially when she's acting off of like Michael Douglas and Michelle Pfeiffer, like (laughs) who I thought were bad. Like she was doing a good job. Um, But yeah, it's like that's the thing. So, but how little they used her in this in this film. We know from earlier in the movie that it's her and Hank, Michael Douglas, helping Cassie make that machine, right? The, yeah. You know, the, trying to find the signal in the quantum realm. So if she stayed back with Michael Douglas, and then, like, once he opened a path there, like, she comes down to help save the day. Fine. Because you've used this, like, so little in this movie anyway. Like, mm. I feel like if you sent Scott, Cassie, and Janet... Michelle Pfeiffer into the into the quantum realm. It's just focus on those three characters in the quantum realm. I think it would have been better. I think yeah. this the story needed to be Scott and and Cassie reconnecting because of you know, she's clearly like I think it's wrongly, but she has issues with him being absent for five years of her life when he was like stuck in the quantum realm. You know? Um and everybody was dusted. You know? Mm. Um and then, yeah, like Janet can still do her thing, and she can still, you know, talk with Bill Murray and the other rebels and and whatnot. Um, I also think as well, this movie was a Fantastic Four movie forced to be an Ant Man movie. Oh, like Kang, Kang is a is a like an Ant Man is like a, a Fantastic Four villain. Modok. Yeah. Like is he like no he's, he's not Iron Man. He is. <laughs> he yeah. is the star of the show. Modok's an, an Iron Man villain, but like it just like feels like a a Fantastic Four movie forced to, forced to be an Ant Man movie. Like I mean, it doesn't feel like an Ant Man film to me. Um, oh, I felt like a Guardians film to me. To be perfectly honest, I thought I was watching a Guardians film, but I was like, I just thought, I was like, I'm okay with it because obviously it's about all about the quantum realm. So I was like, yeah, this seems about right. And that's the thing, like, we've explored the quantum realm a couple times before, and mm. I didn't care about the quantum realm then. So when you send me to the quantum realm this time and base an entire movie in there, you should make me care about the quantum realm. And I didn't. Mm. I didn't care about this place. Like, you know, yeah, I care about the ooze guy because he's funny. Like, but that is it. I thought every, mm. even like, I don't know the name of the character, but like the, the warrior like the out woman. of the rebel group, yeah, the warrior one. You're the one who gives that. Ooh, uh, gives yeah, but the as well. did she have a red paint? Yeah, she had like red hair. Yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah. I didn't think she was very good. Like, and Cassie seems to look up to her. Like, and I'm like, you should have had a better performer for this. Like, yeah, it's a bit random. I think the dialogue in this movie is bad. I think the writing in this movie is bad. Um, for a lot of it. Um, God, you don't like this film, do you? 
I, I don't mind this film, but it's just so disappointing. <laughs> That's the problem I have with this movie, is that it's disappointing. Like, if it was, a, not if it was just a bad film, like, yeah. I wouldn't care. But it's because it's, like, dis- it's disappointed me so much. And, like, it's not awful. It's not good. Like, it's just in the middle. And, like, this is the movie that introduces Kang. This is the movie that sets up the Kang dynasty. Like, yeah. Like, th- this is disappointing to me in that, in that regard. Like I said, there's good things in it. Like, I don't think, I think 47% of Ron Tomorrow's is low. Way too low. Like, I think, like I said, I think Scott's good. I think Cassie's good. I think uh, Hope is good when she's actually on screen. Um, Jonathan Majors as Kang is fantastic. He's he's, he's great in this. There's good humor with these guys. Good humor with uh, with Modok. Um, you know, I think the scenes early on are good. But the movie itself just feels bland. Like, people kept comparing this movie saying, oh, it's like Star Wars. It's like Rick and Morty. I'm like, that's an insult to Star Wars and to Rick and Morty. Like, both shows... Both universes are more creative than this. They're more fun than this, and it's like yeah. I don't know. This there's so much. That's the problem I have with this movie. Watching it, there's so much potential there, like for this to be fantastic, for this to be great, and it doesn't live up to it. Like that's why I'm so disappointed by this movie, because it had like the building blocks to be great. I don't. Yeah. Know, I, I saw an article today that um. Marvel apparently rushed the VFX, and which isn't a surprise given how it looks. And <laughs> you know, the, I don't think it looked too bad. I don't think it looked awful. There was some times definitely seen worse. See, they were just on a green screen, like oh yeah, 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 for sure. When they get on that like giant moth or like it's something just, like that, I was like, oh yeah, it's hundred percent green screen. And they said like they focused the VFX team to work on uh, Black Panther, like that became the priority. And to be fair, Black Panther looks good. Like yeah, you know, uh, it's probably looked the best. Since No Way Home, um, still haven't watched that. Not Black not Panther, bothered. yeah, not bothered. That's good. That's generally good. Um, oh, well, the first one? No, no, the second one. Yeah, no, second one. Yeah, second one's really good. Um, and then, yeah, like it's like, well, like they just delayed the 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 Marvels, the Captain Marvel sequel, and mm-hmm. they're like, yeah, we're gonna give it most time for post production. Like, we've delayed for more time for post production. Bear in mind, the Marvels was supposed to be the February release date. It was supposed to be now, and Ant Man was supposed to be July, and they swapped them around. <clears throat> Ant Man well, should have. If you've delayed the Marvels to November, you should have delayed Ant Man till July. Yeah. Because it needed more more time in post production as well. Um, I don't know. Um, like I said, I think I think Modok is very funny in this. You know. Yeah. Like and the joke never got old when everybody discovers what he looks like and he's <laughs> yeah it was disgusting. Brilliant. You know, um, I, know exactly. I, like he died, he... I died in Avenger. <laughs> yeah, he's telling Scott, "You're like a brother to me," and like I'm dying in Avenger. Like, <laughs> no, he know. was great, man. He was absolutely amazing. He's telling so Hope, I, I think... was like, "Oh, you've cut your hair," you know. <laughs> yeah, well, people complain about the CGI of him as well. I was like, "What do you think a giant like face looks like, man?" Yeah, can't complain yeah. about that. Come on, it's like you have to like. I also like this. I also like Cassie's humor with him, where she's like, yeah, yeah. Like, earlier on in the movie, she's like telling like Scott, she's like, Dad, like my life is not be normal. A man dresses a bee trying to kill me when I was six. <laughs> like, yeah. And later on, when she sees his face, she's like, Dad, it's the bee guy. <laughs> <laughs> she was right in this, to be fair, Cassie. She wasn't too bad. No, she was good. Moment. I liked her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
I think any problem that is with her, like, might have been writing related, dialogue related. I don't think, I think she had a good performance. Um, mm. And Paul Red as well. Paul Red's greatness. Paul Red is always great. You know, yeah. like, Paul Red is Paul Red. You're going to get a good performance out of him no matter what. Um, what about the man of the hour then, Mr. Jonathan Majors? Yes. Um, I think he's fantastic. I think he's fantastic in, in all of this. Um, I don't like how he how he goes out the first time, which has been overrun by ants, and and Modok slamming himself into his barrier, saying, "I'm not a you know the the D word." Um, uh, when he's been remember, overrun, with, he's I remember getting, the ants. Like, yeah, Kang has like got that like little blue bubble thing over him, and he's holding off the giant ants, and like. Yeah. Modok after like he gets beaten by Cassie and he's like I don't know who to be and she said don't be you know yeah 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 like when he smashes into the thing <laughs> into the bubble the Kang's like, yeah. he's screaming I'm not a you know like, <laughs> you know and then so when he's dying he says to Cassie I didn't die a, a, you know a yeah, 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 yeah. like um so I think yeah. that's that part uh, like him get overrun with the ants I don't think was how they've set him up, like, that shouldn't really be how he gets defeated, you know? Yeah, um, I think, yeah, they set him up so well to be this this bad guy. Um, I was he's not... Killed, he's killed but... so many Avengers and variants and conquered so many yeah. universes, and he is overrun by Michael Douglas's ants. Ants, <laughs> yeah. ants, mate. It's just, but I think the fight was good. Him and Scott's fight, I think that was good. I think it was brutal, pretty brutal for a Marvel Studios movie. Just watching Scott Gaze, oh, like, yeah, 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 that was great. To be fair, yeah, yeah, he was like, he had it handed to him. You but know? Like, do you know when like he's like, sh like shooting all the people with the blue lasers out of his hands and stuff, and they were like mm. getting dusted. He like mm. he hits he hits Scott with it, didn't he? And he's just like, he doesn't, he just falls on the floor and like. Okay, but because I don't remember the Ant Man suit having like special powers or anything like that, I don't remember it. I don't remember I'm pretty it. Pretty sure he does get hit in the chest by one of his blasters, and I'm like, oh, okay. You would have thought that, like, you know, taking him out. Maybe a little line like saying, "Oh, you're from the real world, so maybe that doesn't work here." And the mm. like, yeah, but I was like, mm. you know, yeah. Um, yeah. Also, I didn't like. I didn't think he was dead until you told me uh, at the after the post credit scene because I thought he just got transferred to another multiverse. No, so, you did like I think they they say in in the the, the post credit scene with all the Kangs that he's dead, like that they I killed really, him. I didn't really like that. To be fair, I liked. You it. didn't. You didn't like I the did. post credit scene. No, I loved the post credit scene. I didn't like him dying in in his like that circular thing that they blow up. Um, the thing he was using for his engine, yeah, yeah, yeah. it would just be a bit more. Well, I don't think I really didn't think Ant Man would be the person to defeat him, to be fair, as well. But, like, mm. uh, and I thought, yeah, I'm pretty sure I thought someone was gonna die, somewhat like you know, Ant Man's side. That would probably would have been the perfect time to get rid of um, thingy, to be fair, Michael Douglas, yeah, 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 or even you even could have killed Michelle Pfeiffer, in that yeah, 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 like, yeah, like because she's obviously has got such a history with, with Kang. That, yeah. like that would have been impactful mm. um uh, it should when, have been... when hope comes to save him i just don't feel like it was earned really like you could have just had a scene in earlier on in the film but even even after hope comes to save him help him out like they get stuck in the quantum realm and like and then the portal just open like 
they're like looking, Thinking looking at all the rebels. Yeah, and like they're like smiling, and you're like, oh, maybe they trapped you now. And like, yeah, Cassie and Michael Douglas and Janet, they they've got to get him out. And no, the portal just opens up behind them. <laughs> so it's like, oh yeah, they're straight out. <laughs> like you know, um, yeah. and then we see like you know Paul Rudd running around with like a with a birthday cake. You know, again, like he's doing funny things here. Like when they're back in the real world, he's like got that cake and he's like the Baskin Robbins guys. Like this is the first cake I've made since the nineties. Yeah, you know, like. And Paul was like, "Oh, you could never tell." Like, and uh, he has the moment of like existential dread when he's like, <laughs> "Yeah, you know." Oh, he said, "If I if I didn't let him out, like more would be coming." Yeah, you know, and he just like tries to snap out of it and go along happy, but it keeps coming to him. Um, I think that's funny. Um, and then he said, "The like the post credit scenes, probably the post best post credit scenes we've had in a long time." Easily, um, yeah, easily for a very long time. Setting up, obviously, uh, the Kang Dynasty in the in the the first one when you see all the gangs, you know, all the what variants. The first three, did you think they're a little bit silly, or you, you... yeah, they're a little bit silly, but I didn't really mind it. I you know, I heard people complaining about that as well. So yeah, and then the it's second one, then. that's all one when he's in the stands, he's got absolutely nuts, like he's laughing. I mean, oh, yeah. He's and I was like, yeah. yeah, I want to see that one, man. <laughs> yeah. That was crazy, um, man. I don't know you could definitely pull that off. And then, yeah, then obviously then in the second post credit scene, we have, um, we see a Kang is, I think it's in the 40s. What was it, the 20s? I can't remember. But there's That's a Kang that. variant. And he's like explaining like the multiverse or something. Yeah. And we pan to the crowd and we see Loki and Mobius. Mm-hmm. Um and they're like, well, are you sure this is, like, Mobius is like, you sure this is a guy? He doesn't seem very threatening. And, like, Loki's like, no, like, trust me, this is the guy. Like, um, and apparently he's going to have a fair-sized role in the second season of Loki, which I'm excited about. Beautiful. Um, Absolutely amazing. Can't wait for that. Like, I'll, Loki season two, I'm very excited about that. I, I think oh, that's yeah. going to be fantastic. Um, I know Michael Warren is not like but... Sorry? That's this year, isn't it? That's summer, late summer, yeah. That, that just went up to my most anticipated, I think. Yeah, no, that's going to be great. Um, so I'm very excited about that. I'm so excited about the Kang Dynasty. I'm excited. Um, about it's, a, it's, a good, it's a good introduction to him. Obviously, they've not made him so powerful that they can do better. That's what I mean by by the film, basically. Do you know what I mean? Like how he, like the way he died and all stuff like that. I was like, yeah, he was, you know. But they can definitely go, go up a couple of levels now, can't they, with him? Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, it wasn't like it wasn't so bad that it was all. You can always get it back, yeah. really. So, what would you give this out of ten? Mm, initially, I went seven out of ten, and then after a couple of days' reflection, I'm going to go for a six point three five. Very uh, accurate. Um, I, I don't know. Like, ooh. I keep going back between a six and a five. Oh, like, so I don't know. I'm just going to say. I'll just to be nice, I'll say six. But I keep going back and forth around that area. Um, I, had, I had fun with it. Uh, we went, with, it was like eight of us. We went, a couple of kids as well. I went with the family. They all had fun. They said they all enjoyed it. I, I had fun, yeah. They don't, they don't mess. They go straight in, don't they? Like, first 10 minutes, mm-hmm. it's like, put you in the quantum realm. Um, yeah. yeah, it's a good, it's, yeah. I think, fine. Fine is the word I would use. You would say mid, I would say fine. Yeah. Our mate Matt hated it. He gave it a four. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, he destroyed yeah. it, didn't he? Flipping. Yeah, it. he he really didn't like it. Um, 
I don't think that like I think there's movies far worse than this, which I've oh yeah, I've definitely seen more much like, worse Marvel films. Yeah, yeah, like Thor one and two, I think are worse. I think Hulk is worse. I think Iron Man two is worse. Um, yeah. Oh, it's nowhere near bottom for me. No, no, no. I on my list is twenty fifth out of. Oh, um, I, don't, I don't remember how out of how many there is. Um, Ten million. Um, it is twenty fifth out of a list of thirty three. I say that's not bad. That's all right. And in that is also included the Werewolf by Night and uh, Guardians like specials that came out last year. Oh, okay. You put all the shows in as well. <laughs> yeah. So below Ant Man, I've got right after it is Eternals, then it's Ooh. Avengers: Age of Ultron, then it's Doctor Strange, the first one. Then it's Ant-Man and the Wasp, because I really don't like that one. Uh, then it's Hulk, then it's Thor, then it's Iron Man 2, then it's Thor 2, right at the bottom. I need to do my list, but I'm surprised that uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp's in there. And uh... I really don't like Ant-Man and the Wasp. I really like the first one. I think the first one's very funny. Second yeah, one. Maybe I'm getting confused with the with the first one, to be fair. Yeah, maybe do a little list. Just go on Letterboxd and make a list. I'll do a little list for you, mate. I'll do a little list. I want your own Letterboxd. Give me a follow. No, 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 no. Well, I'm on TikTok now, aren't I? So, oh yeah. Have you followed me back? Have you? I don't know. I don't... <laughs> look, what do you? What have you followed me? My personal or my best friend? Both. Okay, I'll have, I'll have a look. I'll have a look. Thank you very much. That'd be very um. So I think that's. I think that's it for the day, then, Nick. I think we're Romeo done. I think that's the title of the show, isn't it? Oh, we well, we don't do normal titles anymore. We write in uh, topics because it's you know they get the hits they might get the hits even yeah, though people right. haven't really been tuning in the last couple of weeks you know yeah what's the matter with you lot what's the problem we said we're going away for a little while we didn't mean forever flipping heck no, no Stop you listening. tell your mothers tell your brothers your sisters and your fathers too in the wrong order but and while you're at it give best men a coffee too for goodness sakes all right i'm sorry to end the show on this note but that's just how i'm feeling all right if they give it, they give it. If they don't, they don't. You know what I mean? Like, oh, it is very helpful. Do you know what I'm saying? Come on, mate. Like, for is all the it... stuff he does, all the work he does, have a word with yourself. Do you know what I mean? I'm not saying any of this. This is you. Like... <laughs> yeah, this is me. This is not scripted or nothing, if you couldn't tell, but sort your life out, eh? Flipping out. If, if, listen, if you give, I'm very grateful for it. If you don't, then it's fine. Maybe just click a couple of the ads on the site. That'll, that's helpful. Um, but yeah, uh, so that's us done for the week. Uh, we'll be back next week to do Mando. Uh, so we'll be back every week until at least the end of April to mm. do Mando every week, right? So yeah, um, catch you next week, I suppose. I was joking about that, but I do love you all really, but give business a coffin. All right, I love you, bye. Bye. <laughs>